Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to Field of Geeks, episode 158. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. I'm Megan. Yay! How's it going, guys? <laughs> good, good. Happy, uh, what, October 11th? Yeah. It's uh, National um, National uh, Rum and Coke Day. Is it? Sure, I'm making one. Hey, why not, right? Yeah. Five o'clock somewhere. Look at that sound. I say that. Ah, it's going to be good. That's my breakfast. Yeah, I have a problem. Anyway. um, breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Not real. Well, it kind of is. I haven't had anything yet. We need to have a meeting here. Are you okay? (laughs) Well, Mitch is making breakfast, so, you know, I'll I'll try to absorb that through the uh, airwaves here. Yeah, it's been a a bit. We've uh, got some news, of course, as usual, to talk about. A lot of craziness going on, news-wise. Yeah, so this week, uh, sad news, uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Um, I know, as far as as, uh, guitarists go, he kind of paved the way for a lot of uh, individuals because he was doing things that uh, nobody had ever done before. Um, And while you may not agree uh, with his style of music, it's uh, for the guitar community, it's uh, surely a big heavy hole that uh, now he will be missed. His style of, of playing was just so unique, um, finger tapping and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a lot of people would judge themselves on how good they can play Eruption by Van Halen. You know, I mean, just the <laughs> opening of that. Yeah. You know, dude, you know even uh, Dimebag from Pantera said, you know, at 11 years old, I was playing Eruption and everybody's still, I mean, Still to this day, a lot of people are in awe that you can still do something like that, you know. Right. So he uh, he was one of a kind. I mean, he was uh, married to what Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah, um, for a long time. For a little while, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know he he had his own things. I guess uh, you know, he, he passed away from cancer, and, and I know that uh, there's been a lot of speculation as maybe what that came from, but uh, he. He said that it could have been from, I mean, obviously he was smoking a lot during that, that mm. period of time, just cigarettes and stuff. But he said some of it could have been from the uh, metal guitar picks they put in his mouth, um, which is kind of a unique thing because, I mean, nobody would ever really think of really a metal guitar pick uh, causing that. But, yeah, he always he always kind of wondered if that uh, was kind of the, the reason or how he got the cancer, so... That throat cancer is strange, you know. I remember uh, it is. Christopher Reeve's wife, you know, a year after he passed, she got it, and she never smoked. And she, but she was a lounge singer, so it's probably oh, secondhand. Really? I think is how she got it. It was just Could weird. Be. It just crept up out of nowhere. But yeah, didn't think about. He definitely smoked a lot. That's for sure. But yeah, I could see the combination. Yeah. You know, like my grandfather, he just quit smoking. He's like eighty-seven. He, you know, he's never had any issues. He's got a little bit of. Um, Oh, is it COPD, I think? But other than that... Oh, sure. Unfortunately, some people just get unlucky, and they, they get that horrible, horrible disease, and yeah, not sure. Probably mostly smoking, but 
it's the first time I ever heard about the guitar pick, but yeah, you know, given given that timeline, you know, they didn't make everything safe back then. <laughs> so it's just no, and I mean, probably from know, Chernobyl, yeah. you know. Here, have a pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird thing because I knew that he had cancer, but I didn't realize how bad it was mm-hmm. um, until just recently. I, mean, I didn't even know he had know, it. There were reports. There were reports all the way back in like early 2000s that his teeth were missing and, you know, oh, he was shit. heavy into drugs and near death and all that stuff. But I, right. I don't think any of that was true. I think it's just, um, you know, tabloids be as it mm-hmm. may, but just an overall sad story. I've got a couple friends. I mean, uh, one of my, my dear friends, um, you know, that was what he grew up to. You know, he, you know, OU812 was a big album for him and For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge was another one. And, you know, it was always a debate, are you a Van Hagar or a Van Halen, mm. or, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that debate that debate always rages on whenever you've got a Van Halen fan. That is cool, though. It's, it's like, on. yeah, that is, that was really unique about their band. Like, David Lee Roth got huge, and he left, right? And they pretty much well, reinvented themselves, and it was a different sound. So it was kind of like, it was a recast, basically, right? You know, bands do that now, and... But they made it new really music. Really, doesn't you know. ever work to the degree that it did for them. Right, it worked you twice. Know, yep. It, yep. It, normally, lightning does not strike twice. Obviously, they found two great singers. Um, mm-hmm. The funny part that I found out was, at one point, they wanted the lead singer of White Snake to come <laughs> in after Van or after uh, um, Dave Lee Roth. And then they had. You remember they had the lead singer of Extreme come out, and then they had uh, Van Halen three that album everybody was making fun of it oh i remember a little <laughs> bit about it yeah yeah <laughs> just didn't they just God, didn't match right <laughs> no well it was good it was technically a great musically um just the singer didn't match with the sound of the band right right um and i'm trying to think what the name of it was because there was like a whole bunch of competitions where they were like return your um van halen free album and get a free van halen shirt or something like it was just it was something really funny um <laughs> that i remember seeing that they were doing some sort of promotional deal because they everybody hated van halen three um whoops <laughs> yikes no, that's all right i mean well he i mean to their own opinion. he was a hell of a talent he was like up there with prince you know i wonder if those two ever performed together that would have been crazy i was lucky enough to see van halen when they came back, like in 07, when David Lee Roth came back with them and uh, band, or yeah. Eddie's Eddie's son Wolfgang joined the band. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Yes, it um, is. It is. Who was it? They looked at the bass player and, and Wolfgang came in? Is yeah. Sound about right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, there, yeah, there was people a little pissy about that, but, you know, it was nice for the, those two to bond more, you know, touring and stuff like that. So, and uh, it looks like he remained one of the players until eddie passed away unfortunately and but yeah he did the the killer thriller sound you know michael jackson's thriller or not thriller um, oh yeah beat it well, it was beat it the, well and not only did he grace music but he also graced the big screen um you know speaking of which um bill and ted's excellent adventure when uh george carlin character plays the guitar that's eddie van halen that's right and, yeah and guitar and then he also did the soundtrack for twister um, oh really? So, yeah. So I mean, he he really did do a lot. He did, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I, I learned that Back to the Future. There's that scene where Marty 
try has to convince his dad to ask Lorraine out his mom, and he visits him yeah. in the night in a hazmat suit. Oh, that's right. He puts Van Halen that's on. That's also Eddie. Yeah, but it's gibberish. <laughs> it, it's Eddie made that just for the movie. That that guitar well, lifting yeah, that's, was just for the movie, yeah. and he said it was just gibberish. It was it was nothing, but it sounded amazing. You know, it sounded legit. Right. If you really want to watch an interesting thing, um, Joe Rogan had an interview with uh, David Lee Roth a little while back, and they yeah. were talking about how Van Halen started just at the tail end of old style music making. So where they they cut a whole bunch of different tracks into a song to make the uh, guitar solo. So he goes, you know, back in the day, we'd have these music producers and they go, oh, yeah, this is great. Go ahead and play it again or do something different. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is they take all these different tracks and piece them together to make them sound good. So one guitar riff wouldn't be actually one full guitar riff. It'd be a mix of like five or six different ones. Oh, sure. So think about actually having to go out and play that Mm -hmm. once you got the song made. Right. I mean, how, how difficult would that have been? And that's uh, that's how good he was. That's crazy. Yeah, he he'll definitely be yeah. missed. He's got massive creds, and yeah, definitely uh, get out there and check out his work. I've I've been watching a few things, and I actually found out recently he um, him and his brother were met with a lot of racism when they were growing up. They're part Indonesian, so yeah, he had a weird background. Well, yeah, his mom, oh, wasn't his mom, here. yeah. So he's basically half Asian, and they got they got teased a lot as kids, which you you would never be able to tell. I mean, no. But it's just it's just something else I didn't know about him. So yeah, unfortunately, when someone dies, that's when you learn all this great stuff about them, and you kind of wish oh, you knew before they pass to appreciate <laughs> them more. You know, it humanizes them more too, right? Because you just think he's this rock guy, but yeah, there's you know he actually had tragedy growing up, but he also had a unique family and. And a talent, obviously. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he definitely will be missed. Yeah. R.I.P. Eddie. And then in other news, um, I don't know why my news is so down and out uh, today, <laughs> but in other news, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll get to better stuff after I'm done talking. So I'll shut up. You're just building the hype for us. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And then a lovely breakfast for my wife. Um, so. <laughs> Um, Rick Moranis uh, got punched in New York the other day. Such a totally weird and off the wall thing to have happen, but I, I can't uh, I can't fathom somebody not knowing who he is. Because I mean, the world I mean, the movie world loves him. They want him to come back, and then he goes over to New York, and then pop just gets popped in the face. I'm like, what kind of degenerate does something like it's that? It's probably you know? for the Mint Mobile commercial. He didn't like the deal he got, and he was <laughs> pissed off. He probably didn't even know it was Rick Moranis. I, do we know if he was actually targeted, or is just a random, I, I see a guy, I'm going to hit him. Because he just hit him in the back of the head, I think, totally and ran off random. or something. Yeah, But he's okay. Yeah. I mean, he was released from the hospital and stuff, but obviously he had to go yeah. to the hospital and get checked out. That really sucks. I hope it doesn't tarnish him coming back. Like, uh, maybe I don't need to be back in the limelight too much. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, you know, he's I don't either, but that, that thing on, on, uh, on Netflix coming. So he's doing the, the honey, I mm-hmm. Truck the kids thing. Yep. Um, that series is coming. So sure. Yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. It's wa- just some degenerate, uh, <laughs> right. I was watching, I was watching <laughs> SNL last night. Bill Burr was hosting and, uh, you know how New York's oh God, New I York, Bill Burr. I do too. New York was, you know, in a lockdown and things like that. And over the, you know, over the decades, it's been known as a nicer town. And he made a joke about Rick Moranis getting hit. And he's like, New York's back, baby. 
God, you know, there was a time back in the 80s where New York was not a place you wanted to be. Yeah, well, um, actually, uh, funny you mentioned Joe Rogan earlier. Colin Quinn was on there recently, and he's lived there forever, and he said the 70s were very bad. Like, Times Square, you could not be out at night. Like, nobody would go out to eat or anything, have fun, basically. They'd go right home just to avoid getting mugged or whatever, because there was, like, people in Times Square, like, a bunch of robber gangs basically just targeting people and yeah it was it was crazy so yeah the 80s it started cleaning up but yeah it was still kind of gritty and hopefully uh rick will remain in new york maybe he'll move i don't know <laughs> well I'm, I'm sure he's his home i'm sure his hometown's still in, in canada but yeah you know. i'm sure he's got uh it's probably like a penthouse or something he he owns here or a condo whatever it's a nice place I, i've heard yeah. other stars are moving there too so a lot of stars are starting to move out of California. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are starting to go to uh, you know, like Montana and Texas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. And it's not for the the purpose of taxes. It's just the purpose of just getting away from society. You know. Yeah. Well, there's it's a big just, homeless uh, problem there, and you got the fires. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just kind of like uh, it's just craziness. So yeah, it, it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see. You know, and this pandemic's really hurt Hollywood too, and. You know, if, can it recover? Will there be a new Hollywood, if you will, or you know, or you know, every state's kind of got their own representation, or every other state. You know, you might have a, a few Hollywoods within the country, which I think would be nice. You know, just to have variety well, and more Regal independent. Cinemas, like, yeah, you know, Regal Cinemas closing down or filing bankruptcy like that—that that, uh, that's a big tell. Because um, the question is, is you know, will everything go streaming? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if it does, how will you monetize something like that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, we have film delays now, and that that's hurting things. And like 007's No Time to Die just got delayed from November to somewhere in 2021. Black Widow just got delayed to May 7th, 2021. The Internals, November 5th, 2021. Not looking too great. Uh, I think just, you know, the attendance is not there yet. It's going to take time, you know. The, you know, this might, you know... For a long time after this, we might not have huge blockbusters just because there's such a gamble. Because I don't think they're making all the money back. It takes longer to make the money back that was put into well, the films. I just hope that, that doesn't. I hope it doesn't put a damper on what Marvel's trying to do. Because I think Marvel could keep, you know, with with their big blockbuster hits. Mm-hmm. I think they could keep the, the movie theaters going, and it could be the very thing that that shots or that uh, shoots the movie theaters back into action. Mm-hmm. You know, and as funny as it sounds, there's such a draw for these movies, especially right. from the fan base perspective, that you could literally use Marvel to bring back the movie theaters, <laughs> which I know is a stretch, it sounds like, but I, I honestly believe there is some truth into that. Sure. Yeah. I think they're, yeah, obviously with the delays of their other properties, they're going to, they're going to wait for a bit, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like it's a great thing, you know, these superhero movies, but you know, it kind of stinks that everyone's going for that rather than like, you know, actual like other films that probably would make yeah. a difference, you know, if you ab- absorb their storytelling and all that, you know, if they about, you know, just how we live our lives and stuff like, you know, these films are great, they're, but they're, you know, they're a lot of fantasy, right? You know, it kind of, it's, yeah. it's a big checkout, right? <laughs> Which I guess, you know, in, oh, yeah. in times of like these probably healthy because you're cooped up at home and you know there's a lot of stress in the world right now so you oh know. yeah what better way to use movies as a as an outlet for that 
you know, it's interesting. I just recently read a little bit of um, Alan Moore, you know, the great comic book creator, writer. He was interviewed by Deadline, and he was talking about why he doesn't watch the superhero movies and all that stuff. And that's basically why is, you know, he he thinks it it occupies people's minds so much to be in that fantasy world, like a, a childlike world that they're not really investing in what's real, real decision-making that affects people. And Alan Moore, he's a great guy as far as comic books go, but as far as some of his ideas are, uh, he's kind of out there. Oh, I you know. know. I, I agree. Like he, yeah. He, he goes and makes one of the best comics ever, The Watchmen, and then he goes and bashes it. But he, Zach does the best job ever of, of mm. staying true to the comic material. And it's like, okay, so basically you're saying you hate your own work now. So why are you still making comics? If you read the deadline thing, it is interesting. Like, yeah, I don't agree with him on everything, but I do see his point on some of it. Like, he got into comics to, to sell to, like, working class people, their kids and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And then what he doesn't like is the graphic novels have now become priced for middle class. And, you know, it's like the the films are targeted more to adults, right, who are, like, grown kids in his eye. You know, he thinks this is all, like, childish stuff, these superhero movies. And, right. And I do see his point on that. I really do. But you can definitely get invested into all, this, uh, all these films and so on and not really focus on what's important. You know, I think he's just... He's worried that people just get invested into the fantasy element and they just kind of stay there, right? They don't really come out of it right. in a way. So I do see his point about that. And, yeah, he just doesn't like – I think he liked the the stories he made to just remain in that form. And right. he, he has a lot of regrets, of course. Yeah, it was a really interesting piece. Like, I, I get some of it, but some of it I don't. So, yeah, he, he does not partake in any of the films and he – Never want anything to do with them. Like he's missed out making millions of dollars by not right. being involved like I, with them. I mean, so it's kind of like he's gotten in his own way. Mm -hmm. Yet he's able to produce amazing works of art. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. It's an artist. He's an artist. You know, artists are really yeah. I mean, they're they're different. You know, and they think differently. And yeah, I, I do. Quirks. I, I think totally he's got some good points. It. I think he's got some good points. But yeah, I don't one hundred percent agree with him. He is he is kooky, and <laughs> you know, like most artists yeah. are. Which is probably a good thing. He's not running things, you know. But yeah, it was Maybe a. You could say a tad eccentric. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be a better way of explaining it. Mm -hmm. I mean, good on him for not really just thinking of the dollar. You know, he just sticks to his principles, right. and you know, he wants to make things on his own terms, which I, you know, I appreciate, and I do, I do understand. And yeah, it was sad. Also, he said in the the article that he was wasn't sure if comic book industry would come back. It, he said it wasn't really thriving too much before the whole COVID thing. So. It's going to be very interesting, and I got on I got on to this because we were talking about, you know, these blockbusters and stuff, and he was basically saying, you know, after this whole issue with, you know, theaters closing and uh, or films not being, films being delayed, you're not going to, you might not have blockbusters again for a while because it's just yeah. too, it, but it might give way to more independent filmmakers, you know, more outside-the-box thinkers, more adult-driven. I think that's his problem, like, he's... I think he's fine with it being targeted towards adults as long as it's adult heavy and not, you know, like, right. you know, flashy and all that stuff. So he did do fabulous work. And, you know, I think he just envisioned his art to be a certain way. And films definitely don't take that on. You know, they, they do their own thing. They, yeah. they grab inspiration from what came before. But, yeah, it was a really interesting article. 
I would have shared more about it, but it was so long and <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> but I, I'm glad I got to share some of it when you brought that up about the, the Marvel movies. We got more delays, but you know, I think things will be back to normal. I think it's going to happen is what I'm saying. You just got to be they patient. Will. And you know, here's, here's the other deal is that I'm as a limousine driver, I'm starting to drive more and more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're talking to me, they've been asking, you know, how's business and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's been a little slower, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, you know, we're just we're so sick and tired of this. We're just uh, they're just starting to go out. So, I think uh, what you're going to see is probably more masks, but people going out because yeah. they, you know, they're just tired. Yeah, just live life again. Don't lower your uh, shields too much. You know, you probably you know well, you still need to take part in <laughs> distancing and things like that. You know. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't pull down your mask to cough right. and then put it back up when you're done coughing. <laughs> and put it over your nose. I see a lot of people who have it under. I'm like, dude, it's pointless. What are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You for people, the over the nose thing. I don't. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you have glasses, it's more annoying because I'll admit yeah. when I'm driving, it fogs. Yeah. So I actually have to like put on cold air in the car. And have the heater and have the fan blown right on my glasses. Otherwise, they fog up every time I breathe. Interesting thing, not to sidetrack or anything, but um, I was talking to uh, one of these EMS guys, and they actually do fittings over in West Des Moines for masks if you're interested. If you're ever interested, they actually have a mask fitting process. Oh, cool. And they said most masks people wear aren't fitted correctly, so they actually provide no more protection than, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. they provide minimal more, but not as much as you think it would. Hmm. So they said, if you truly want to find a mask that works for you, go over to your local EMS and they'll be able to fit you with a mask. They said they have this uh, this spray that they spray in the air. And if uh, a true N95 mask uh, will mask the scent of the spray that they use, which I guess is like a really strong banana smell. Oh. Uh, help me. I hate bananas. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> They said that if you can't if you can't taste the banana, uh, then the mask is working and functioning properly. Nice. So there's your little, your little science experiment. We have we have tailors yeah. for masks. I love that. I do yes. love that. And yeah. I do. I also know it's a good breath tester. You know, when you put a mask yeah. oh, on, God. you're like, oh my oh, God. God, let me put some gum in and let's get this. Uh, go buy stock and mints. Let's cancel this shit show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so gross. Thanks for mentioning that. That's actually, that's good to know. So everyone out there listening, yeah. uh, go to your local EMS and be like, I would like a mask tailored to fit me. Mitch sent me. Yeah. Field of Geeks. <laughs> See what we get from that. So I have got your Netflix news. Ooh. <laughs> Nothing better than uh, watching Netflix during a pandemic. I know a lot of people are doing that right now. Yes. So uh, I have got nothing but good news here. I like it. So with that being said, uh, The Crown 4, we're all excited for that, or season 4 rather. Uh, that's set to come out November 15th, and we are going to see Princess Diana. Oh. And, yeah, and Margaret Thatcher. So. Not to interrupt you, but who's playing Princess yeah. Diana? Uh, so it's Emma, and I don't know if we can pronounce her last name correctly. Is it Corinne? Corinne? It's better than I can okay. do. She was in uh, Man from Uncle. Um, well, she's been in. She's been in a lot of things. Tenant. She was just in. Very talented okay. actress. Good. Good casting for Diana. I think. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, 
this is the last season for uh, Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth, though. Not the last season, but just the last uh, season that she will be in as Queen Elizabeth before she hands over the reins uh, to the next uh, Queen Elizabeth. I'm not sure who's going to play that. I did not dig for, further enough into that. Helen Mirren. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying Helen Mirren should be – grab her again. Why not? Do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, yeah. And then Great. Anola Holmes. Uh, of course, that was a big hit Netflix. Uh, however, what I did not know uh, was that they are being sued for uh, copyright infringement. Wow. The of, uh, Sir Arthur Cohen Doyle has sued Netflix for copyright infringement. Uh, the estate of Sir Arthur Cohen Doyle has sued Netflix for reasons, uh, copyright reasons. Basically, what they're saying is that Sherlock Holmes is having emotion and respecting for women, which violates Doyle's copyright. Uh, I guess. What I read was that there were uh, 10 stories which showed Sherlock in this light. However, they were not released to the public. Henry responded to this, but he just said that, you know, he was just a character from a page which was worked out from a screenplay. And that legal stuff is above his pay grade. Yeah, so rightfully I haven't so. Seen too much more on that. I don't know that we will hear anything more. I think they're probably going to settle out of court. But that's just kind of what's going on with that. Sure, sure. And then one other thing I was going to add, because this was news as of three days ago. Uh, you guys remember Cuties, right? The huge controversy around Cuties. Yeah. Okay. Um, so apparently uh, they were being tried in Texas court. And if I remember correctly here, Texas grand jury does indict Netflix over the film. So it does look like it will... It will in some way go go to court uh they're saying that it's promoting lewd materials depicting mm-hmm. children in this film of course i haven't seen it ever to look at it but i hear it's bad uh, I- well i i think the the overall it not only is it bad as far as uh the storyline um the actual producer of the film i think is what's causing even bigger issues because he was indicted for some stuff i think uh, as well so it it, um, it goes deeper than just the film itself and uh, it was not produced in the u.s um france i believe reasons. yeah and, french and filmmaker did it also in some he's also in some trouble himself for that typical type of stuff so yeah why, I, I, why would netflix even think to to put that on there well I, I, I don't get it. I think sure what, I don't. what sold it probably, oops, what sold it probably was the the filmmaker, she actually was a victim of, uh, I don't know if it was trafficking or um, sexual abuse or whatever. So it was kind of yeah, like, yeah. you would think, okay, she's going to make a good compelling film. But I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I probably won't see it. I'm afraid the FBI is going to knock on my door, you know, and. Right. You know, or Chris Hansen's going to come along, and I'd be like, I, I didn't know. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to see it. I've heard there's, yeah, there's, there's images, right? There's images that are very, you know, could really. But if you look at, like, beauty pageants for kids, I mean, it's very. That's what yeah. I've heard kind of in its defense. It's like we've kind of had that here. But, again, I have no idea what the content is. I th- I've heard there's a message, and I think it's a. It's a good message. It's just it's just with the visuals with it is not really good pairing, from what I heard. Well, when you get this much uproar about something, you'd you'd be surprised that Netflix mm-hmm. wouldn't respond. Um, yeah, and that's I think the weird part, um, especially in this more wake 
culture that we have that mm-hmm. Netflix wouldn't uh, sure. be more responsive to the, the callings. And if, if Texas truly goes ahead and this is, you know, this happens, they're going to execute um, them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Texas would be the one place where they would do something. So it, it does not surprise me that this is the first time something's coming out. So I, I'm sure I'm sure the FCC hasn't gotten involved um, mm-hmm. with as, as uh, regulatory that they are, but who knows? Sure, yeah. Sure. Screening process before they, you know, invite these third yeah. party films onto their platform. You would think so. Right. Well, right? one one would think. I, I, I'm guessing that that's going to be a question for when they do go to court. You know, what's your screening process? What's your decision making on this? Um, and that's probably all going to come out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Netflix has been in trouble before. Uh, it just seems like as of right now, because there's such a big platform that people are utilizing even more so in the pandemic, it's just people are paying more attention. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I don't plan on seeing it unless there's going to be like a, a new cut of it where it's just, you know, they take out everything <laughs> that's bad. Documentary. Yeah, right. Or just make it like a podcast version or something. <laughs> Hey, Netflix is getting the podcast <laughs> game. Why not? Everybody else is. Are they really? Well, I'm just saying that. I mean, you would think, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it's Netflix, right? They they could expand to any market or any, uh, you know. True. They really could. Yeah. But if we could uh, back up a little bit on Enola Holmes, what, what did you think of the film? It stars um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Yes. Um, it's definitely a first person narrative. So she does, you know, look into the camera a mm-hmm. lot and, and talk to the audience, which, if, I mean, I've seen films like that before. I did articles that talked about how it was missing something. But mm-hmm. for me, being such a lover of films of that, I thought it, it was great. Uh, I, I liked it. Um, and actually, I think I talked about. Possibly a second film, especially with how the first one ended. I do like the cast, and I could see, you know, when they're when we're going back to the the Arthur Conan Doyle state suing, you know, because Sherlock isn't really Sherlock. It's kind of a safe Sherlock, I would say, but I'm okay with it. It's given its um, context, like Enola, I think, is geared towards kids more, so you can't really have that type of Sherlock we know of, you know, who's like, you know, sucking things up his nose and. <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy shit so you know it's kind of played safe right yes and i you know honestly knowing sherlock in the other capacity capacity it was really nice seeing him Mm -hmm. sense of heart right and yeah it's not just a lovey-dovey movie like there is a lot of um, seriousness in it you know and there is death like i i sat down with my kids to watch this and they were just uh, well, my oldest was more bored with it, you know, because I think it just needed to be faster paced, maybe. But I'm okay with it, how it was. But, you know, it's just, it's their first film, and it's just not her cup of tea. But my other two liked it, I think. And I think they got a kick out of her solving mysteries and, you know, dressing up in dresses and just all that stuff. And they really didn't like uh, Mycroft. <laughs> Spoiler, he's not really nice in this one. <laughs> So maybe the Mycroft estate could sue. Uh, no, I'm kidding. There's no Mycroft. They're all the same. But uh, I didn't even know of Enola Holmes until like a few years back. And I think maybe that's when the books started coming out. Like you said, though, she was mentioned a long time ago, I think, and in the books, in the original books, which I didn't I didn't know that. But um, 
She was featured in Benjamin Cumberbatch's Sherlock series, I believe, but she was like mentally deranged. And they did say like, it's nice to have a movie now that shows her on the same level as them, right? Like she, she's just not this tortured soul. Like she's capable of, you know, they're a smart family. They're, you know, they're really good at solving things. And obviously Mycroft isn't the best at it. He's more of a politician, but it was neat to see like, uh, Helen, um, Carter, what's her middle name? I always screw that up. Helen. I knew. She was Carter. Yeah, like that was that's cool how they blended in some historical elements with her character, right? And just how she taught them or taught her for, in general to be who she was. So, yeah, it did definitely build a world I think would be cool to revisit. Obviously, I hope that if, you know, younger girls are watching Ginger Goddard that it that it sparks some sort of independent, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. I, I guess for me watching it, you know, it, it is inspirational. I, I'm obviously yeah. a lot more older, but it does, you know, kind of make you like, gosh, I wish I would have gone into or liked science more, mm-hmm. got into forensics more, sure. and now I could be like a... Yeah, you, know, you don't have to be the princess or the crime. the damsel in distress. Yeah. You can you can be you can be the crime solver, and it's not like it's not okay. like they changed the gender of Sherlock Holmes. It's like it's his sister, you know. Like it, I think it's something right. everyone can <laughs> appreciate. You know, if they if they did that, you'd have more people being like, "This is bullshit," you know, all that stuff. But this is like it's its own character, and obviously she's related to him. So yeah, of course she's gonna have uh, same characteristics and different ones too. And you know, she's also able to play into her gender as well you know she was in dresses and she was able to hide things and the corset thing was a nice touch they did they um yeah yeah so they had a lot of cool elements like that and she's a great actress i'm really happy she has something else to do besides stranger things she was in uh, godzilla king of the monsters so she she does have some film mm-hmm. under her belt but yeah this could be really it's a great cast you know there's a lot of big big acts in this and um i'm not sure what the budget was i mean it didn't seem like it was huge budget but it was nice i wonder if cavell if he signed a netflix deal to be in the witcher and this if it was like a you know grouped up or something it just makes you wonder like how how do they or they just cast like a regular film possibly under the same studio you know so it's cool more sherlock the better and obviously enola i think could be something really special and i hope yeah i hope we get more and hope we get more soon and you know uh we're gonna get another big sherlock boom coming up so who knows maybe the next robert downey jr movie with you know him as sherlock maybe they'll have enola cast in it they did have minecraft in the last one he was totally different from this guy but it's interesting it's it's a cool world the mysteries and things like that so and you have to remember there's different very there's different stories mm -hmm. too so this one's based off of nancy springer's Mm -hmm. story so i mean uh, viewers need to keep that in mind right too. Just, right you know, different authors are depicting it, it in different ways more targeted to young younger uh girls right or yeah uh pre-teens or teens i'm not sure what she would say mm-hmm. but yeah definitely definitely does have some adult elements like there is some language and yeah there is murder it's not like <laughs> they, oh they disappeared and we'll find them like no they're dead and a few scenes my kids were like oh i was like oh <laughs> But it was PG-13, you know. So, yeah, uh, parents should watch it with their kids. I think it was good. It was good. kind of reminds you of, um, or Anola or kind of reminds you of, who was that other girl that solved mysteries kind of when I would, I guess when I was growing up? Um, 
God, what's her name? Nancy Drew? Thank you. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she was called Mr. Not my name. Like, They've actually relaunched Hardy her, Boys. too. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's before us, I think, Mitch. You're saying the Hardy Boys? The Hardy Boys. Yeah. You know, I had that series in my day when I was growing up on Hardback. The Hardy Boys series. Yeah. yeah. But we had them. <laughs> Carmen San Diego, you had that one. and. They're bringing. That was a good show. Do you remember that? Yeah, and they they brought it back. It's on Netflix, I believe. So, uh, Nancy You're Drew. Wow, yeah, a lot of a lot of old um, properties are coming back in a new new light. More the better. This they is great. They bring back Rockapella. <laughs> what? That sounds familiar. What Did the they hell bring is back that? Rockapella. What's Rockapella? Do you remember Rock? Rockapella no. was the band that used to sing in "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego." Oh, really? Show. Okay. Remember? Oh, for the yeah. new show you're saying? Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. That'd be foolish not to. That's a hell of a song. Right? <laughs> I mean, it was just you always got excited because you got to hear it twice. You heard <laughs> it in the very beginning, right. and then you heard it at the very end. You were right. just like, "Yes, they solved the mystery. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it Go clean your room, okay, game, mom." Though, no. If you if you really take a step back from it, it's just basically trying to find somebody that doesn't want to be found. Right. <laughs> it's not like she stole anything. It's just she doesn't Leave want to be alone. found. <laughs> it's like paparazzi are after her. She's an actress. Like, yeah. Can you find the ghost in ghost? Um, <laughs> yeah. She's like, damn it. Updated. Stop this. This girl, her name is Carmen. She ghosted you. Now try to find her. <laughs> oh, she's filed a restraining order. Oh, this is a new so, take. <laughs> yeah. So you enlisted the help of the CIA to find a girl that ghosted you. <laughs> and that's the premise of the game. <laughs> I'll get my revenge. Wow. <laughs> inhale, inhale. Yeah. And all the people that give you tips mm. are like her friends, right? But then they're <laughs> so like, they're not friends. <laughs> yeah. Word on the street is <laughs> yeah. smoking a cigarette. I, I never thought of it that way until yep. Mitch. Thanks. Yeah. Coming yeah. soon, uh, Mitch's version yeah. of uh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, girl who ghosted me. Coming, <laughs> coming the to the girl who goes to me. For, for all those who are on Tinder right now, you can just refer to them as Carmen. They're all Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where, where is my Carmen San Diego? That's that's the end of the show. That's the epiphany. Like, oh, I'm the perv. Oops. Yeah. yeah. It's not ghosted anymore. It's she Carmened me. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to praise. Please use yeah. it. There's there's a a red coat and hat filter they put over their photo when yeah. they just send it. Yeah, that's uh, that's Smart. where they get the incognito mode from. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, right. Hat. Oh wow. Right? Yep. We're, cha- we're changing we're changing minds with this episode, guys. This is yep. This is good changing stuff. Changing the hearts and the minds of many. Yes, yes, many many sad sad fools who are. Looking uh, for their <laughs> ghosted girls and boys. Yes. <laughs> you remember you go, Like, you become super sleuth. So, like, instead of, like, super sleuth and sleuth and all these, like, uh, names that you give yourself, like, throughout the game when you get further and further along, you just become more creepier. <laughs> so, like, you become a creep at the very end. <laughs> the creep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Congratulations, you've upgraded to Super Cream. <laughs> we'll be knocking on your door shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Did I win? Oh. And then, to keep the game going, if you really want to have it go in a giant loop, you become so creepy that the CIA starts following you, so then you become Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> so the game never really ends. It's just a gigantic loop. This is like a trilogy of films you could easily do. You could do like a right. Harry Potter verse of this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then you can cash in on the prequel ideas, right? You know, like what was what was yeah. she before Carmen? What was the first date like before she ghosted him? Yeah, you know, things shit like that. <laughs> Throw wands in there. Yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> so uh, DC news looks like uh, Supergirl yes. has been canceled. Sadly, after six seasons, uh, Melissa Benoist she starred as Supergirl. Pretty good show. I think it had a good run, but yeah, it's uh, six seasons. That's pretty incredible. It debuted on CBS. Was it canceled? Yes. Was it canceled or did they just want to end it? I think it was canceled. I'm pretty sure it was canceled. I think oh. the ratings have not been that great. You know, a lot of the CWs, I think, recently haven't been that great with ratings. Uh, Batwoman was definitely yeah. one of them. That has a new star now. Um, Javica Leslie, I believe, that's her name. Uh, yeah, there's new costume pics of her. It doesn't look that great. It looks like it's just the same suit. Hopefully the costume will change, but it doesn't look too great. Like, I think a lot of people are not really, uh, happy about the Batwoman show, you know, it's just for many reasons. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's just a refitting of the suit basically. So we'll see. It's a whole new character they're, they're going with kind of shitty because Kate Kane is Batwoman and that's kind of the popularity of that character. So you know, I think they yeah. should have just recast it, but whatever. I mean, it, they are, in yeah, a way, we'll doing their own character. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, apparently, the Snyder Cut, they are doing, they're going to film new footage. So, I, you know, in the beginning, it was just going to be like um, uh, some ADR, it looks like. But now they're actually going to shoot some footage. So, apparently, Which there was I some things. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. it it's going to it's gonna make bank. totally is. I'm, yeah. I'm going to buy a copy. It's going to be fun. I hope they release yeah, it on physical media. I'm sure they will, but yeah, it'll make bank, so it's totally worth it. Uh, the Flash world, Ben Affleck, Mac Michael Keaton are reprising their Batmans, as we know. It could get even nuttier. Looks like Nick Cage could possibly finally do his uh, Superman, Tim Burton style, that he was going to do back in the 90s, and you know oh, that wow. production halted. It got really close to filming. Uh, there's a fantastic doc out there. We've covered it here before. The Death of Superman, What Happened. It was directed by the late, great John Schnepp. So check that out. You get to see all kinds of cool storyboards. They actually made Brainiac's um, skull ship. Kevin, oh, cool. Kevin Spacey was going to be Lex Luthor in that film. They have kind of borrowed some of the ideas and reused them like in mm -hmm. Superman Returns and so on. Very interesting, Doc. Check that out. But yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, Nick Cage, Superman. It, I mean, it's if that's the route they're going, they're just going to in, interject all these crazy concepts. Like, I could see them maybe doing that. I don't know. I think it might be too distracting just because of who Nick Cage is now to everybody. You know? Well, that's just it. I mean, yeah. if you were to have somebody like him come in, I mean, mm -hmm. how much would that distract away from the storyline? Yeah, yeah I, I, I know. I mean, I want to see it, but I don't know if I want to see it in that type of uh, format. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, it looks like we could be getting a, a ton of um, just craziness uh, in this film. So hopefully, you know, hopefully they can still tell a good Flashpoint story and not have it too bogged down with all these other versions of heroes because that wasn't really what Flashpoint was. It was just like an alternate attitude, but the same person 
you know, who played who played that character in, in uh, the actual world Barry came from. So, and I would love to see the Aquaman and Wonder Woman storyline, but I don't I don't know if that's I th- think that's going to be too big to cover. Honestly, I think they're doing their own thing, but they're kind of adap- they're adapting the Flashpoint, right? Because if it's exactly like it, you're not going to. A lot of people are just going to be like, I'll just wait for it to come out on video or whatever. So. Throwing throwing elements in like Keaton come back and Nick Cage. It's um, yeah, <laughs> I think that'll bring people to the screen for sure. Black Adam, uh, that's the Dwayne Rock Johnson uh, film. Uh, they're working on finally. They have casted their Hawkman, Aldis Hodge, I believe that's his name. He's been cast, so that's a big deal. Um, seems like it'd be a pretty cool movie. A lot of um, new characters, characters we've seen on yeah. the CW shows, but they're also getting. You know their on-screen um, adaptations, so yeah, I think that sounds better and better to me. You know, The Rock for years said he was going to play Black Adam, and everyone was like, uh, "I don't know about that." So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's finally happening, and yeah, he's he's definitely a superhero himself. It seems physique-wise, you know, he's just uh, it's crazy. He's got mad um, by steroids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? On the Marvel side of things, Nick Fury is getting his own Disney Plus show. So that's oh, yeah. that'll be interesting. I don't know if it'll be a prequel or a present day. They'll have to de-age him if it's going to be a prequel. But yeah, everyone seems to be getting a Disney Plus show. So yeah, I think they could have done more with Nick Fury. Like definitely there was an idea maybe having him fight with the Howling Commandos, which they didn't get enough screen. I thought, you know, uh, first Captain America was good. I like their team and... Would love to see more of them, you know, interjected throughout the MCU. So maybe we'll get some of that in this series, but it's very early development, of course, yeah. with the whole COVID thing. It's going to take time to to film and all that. Uh, WandaVision trailer dropped. That was a couple weeks back. It looks insane, yep. just like you know the images we saw. I don't know what to think of it. Like I, I think it looks great. I think it's really out there. It's really deep. <laughs> you know, like altered reality. It seems it's. Possibly in her in Scarlet Witch's head, you know, because you got Vision back. They're kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like Dick Van Dyke, but it's like it, it's kind of an amalgamation of all kinds of uh, old sitcoms, you know. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they weave him back into the mix, uh, given that you know they stole the Infinity Stone. Right, like I want him so, back. Like that was kind of shocking. Yeah. After that five years, he never came back. You know, they never brought him back right. somehow, some way. So, yeah, and this could probably maybe go into. She's going to be in Doctor Strange 2, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's like the Multiverse of Madness is the title of that. So maybe she causes all this to happen from WandaVision. It, it goes in, you know, these these shows probably will be good um, good ways into the, you know, bigger films that come out, you know, kind of lead way mm-hmm. to those um, ideas. So, you know, if you can't absorb everything in the film you can go back to the series and watch how it how it came to be but there's all kinds of crazy rumors now with spider-man 3 of course you know tom holland plays spider-man now electro might be coming back which jamie fox is going to play he played him in maiden spider-man 2 with andrew garfield so that was kind of um dissed amongst a lot of viewers i didn't think it was a terrible film and electro i think was pretty good some of um some of uh, his his uh, performance wasn't um, to my liking, but yeah, it's very interesting that they're going to bring him back. I mean, he's a big actor and stuff. So that's the rumor is this is going to be another kind of like what the flash is doing. You're going to get alternate versions of these characters and 
they're going to bleed into each other's reality. <clears throat> so this could possibly be the same Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2, which maybe you'll get uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Maybe they'll make an appearance. Who knows? I mean, it'd be cool. It would be pretty cool. I think um, it. You know, I think it's a way to get this into the Spider Verse out of out of the yeah. Spider-Man three. The only bad thing about the Spider-Man films with the MCU, I think, is they're not really Spider-Man. You know, it's kind of like it's just Spider-Man and the MCU buddies. You know, he always has right. them in it, which I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's just what it is. So I guess you know. If you think about it, the the Tobey Maguire films we had we had a, a lot of uh, material just to get to know him with and Andrew Garfield. So I guess it makes sense for Tom Holland not to approach that character that way, kind of just interject him into other MCU characters, helping him out and so on. So it's you know it's a different take on it, and I, I get it. It's more refreshing that way. But supposedly Doctor Strange will also be in it, Benjamin Cumberbatch, of oh, course, cool. yeah. and maybe Scarlet Witch. You know she. Like I said, she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2 and WandaVision, so maybe that all bleeds into the Spider-Man 3 storyline. The last we knew uh, from Spider-Man Far From Home, his identity got revealed. So, you know, maybe that's a way to <laughs> erase everyone's minds. I, I'm not sure, but it's going to be really interesting. It's pretty crazy, I think. So we'll see. I think it's a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths about Electro coming back. <laughs> and all that but yeah yeah other than that we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see uh she hulk uh has been cast it's um tatiana maslin i think that's how you say her name maslin maslin i don't know she'll play jennifer walters aka she hulk she is bruce banner's cousin she's a lawyer apparently she gets a blood transfusion from bruce and when she (laughs) hulks out she remains intelligent so timeline is unknown if this is going to be you know, uh, the current Hulk in the MCU, the intelligent Hulk that Mark uh, Ruffalo plays, or if it'll I be... I would assume it would be Professor Hulk. Yeah. We'll Maybe he yeah. gave her the transfusion thinking, oh, it shouldn't do anything to you. <laughs> Maybe that's how she remains right. human-looking is maybe because of that. I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's um, that's another Disney Plus series as well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, a lot of things coming our way as usual, so just gotta gotta wait for them to be filmed, of course, and hopefully we will still be around by the time they come out. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just takes time. Uh, yeah, so that's about all I have. I don't know if you have anything else, Mitch. I don't. I am good. Okay. Maybe right. uh, maybe we'll know more about uh, Marvel's take on uh, trying to get Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool uh, talk that he has. Uh, they're trying to sign him on to the biggest Marvel deal ever, so maybe we'll know more about that uh, next podcast. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll definitely cover that if it uh, makes its way so to the forefront. Yeah. But all yes. right, well, Megan had to leave everyone. She um, had to go stop a robbery in progress, so um, <laughs> she'll be back next time as well. I'm Josh. Yes. I'm Mitch. Have a good one. We'll be back. <laughs>